Hey guys, welcome back to the My Entertainment World podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bedard. Today we have an episode of our nominee interview series for you. The majority of this series happens online at our website, myentertainmentworld.ca, where you can read the interviews with dozens and dozens of great theater artists, uh, some TV and film as well, but mostly theater artists, who are nominated this year in our 2017 Critics Pick Awards. Uh, but occasionally one group will want to come in or a team or an ensemble. And so we would rather ha be have you be able to hear them talk to each other and really understand their dynamic, um, which is hard to convey in print form. So we're releasing them as podcasts, all of the groups that come in this year. And one of those groups is an improv team called Squad Goals, featuring some of the greatest improvisers in the country slash ever. Um, so they came in today. We had six of the seven members, so close to the whole group. You'll hear them talk a little bit about that seventh member as well. Um, and they're nominated this year in the Outstanding Sketch and Improv category. Uh, interestingly, two of their members are nominated for another show competing against themselves. So you'll hear them talk a little bit about that as well. Um, be sure to check out the rest of the series. It's on myentertainmentworld.ca. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at myentworld, my E-N-T world. Um, subscribe, rate, review, all that kind of stuff, and uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. See you on the other side. Okay, so first, can you all go around and introduce yourselves and give us a little bit of a background on who each of you are? We'll start with my left. Hi, I'm Paloma Nunez, and uh, I'm a member of Squat Gold. Yeah! <laughs> okay, not everybody can say the exact <laughs> So, uh, Squat Gold? No, that, that's, that's what I got. Um, <laughs> hi, my name's Sarah Hillier. I uh, am a comedian, improviser, um, all that stuff, and I've been doing it for a while here in Toronto, and I started Squad Goals. Yeah! My name is Kayla Loren. I'm also a comedian improviser. That's going to be coming up a lot. I've been doing improv for like 10 years. I have a duo with a woman named Becky Johnson called The Sufferettes, and I am... Uh, Hey, I'm Jess Bryson. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm in Bryson about the same amount of time. Uh, I work for the Bad Dog Theatre Company, and I'm also a member of Squad Goals. <laughs> My name is Anne Pornell. I am also a, a member of Squad Goals, also part of the ensemble of Everything is Great Again, which was also nominated, and I dropped my phone without even realizing it, so... <laughs> I'm scared for what that means for my life. Mm, wow. uh, I'm Liz Johnston, and I'm also an improviser, and uh, been around. Same, 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 same. <laughs> Would love to be part of this squad goals. I didn't know that. <laughs> so that's what we're doing here. here. Uh, wow. No, I'm also part of it, and it's so exciting to be here. <laughs> Bullying trick. <laughs> <laughs> what are we so, all? Oh, oh go ahead. No. So, Sarah, you started the group. Tell us how it all came together and how you like selected your people? Um, well, uh, how I selected the people, I simply just asked uh, the best improvisers I know to be with me in the group. And it started off just wanting to have a very, I find as women, we apologize a lot for things we do and we get put in boxes a lot in this industry. And I just wanted a group uh, of people that I knew would feel strong doing their own thing. And I love what they do no matter what, so that it's no apology. They do whatever they want. We all do whatever we want, and it always makes wonderful things happen. I knew that would happen, and it does. Um, had any of you guys worked, or all of you, I guess, had worked together before? Yeah. It, were anybody strangers coming into the group? No. 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 We'd all worked together in some iteration at some point. 
Yeah. I, I also worked on Everything is Great Again with Ian Pornell, but I didn't, <laughs> didn't, I didn't mention that? it. I did, did I? Yeah. 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 You were both competing no, with your yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Toronto is like so that everyone kind of individually floats around and there's like a million different shows you do. So it's, it's, it's we've all played different configurations and different shows, but this is a rare, a rare grouping that was definitely yeah. very common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're putting a group together and you're looking for that sort of magical balance and chemistry, is there some thought to what people's individual strengths are and some sort of balance? Or did you just ask all your favorite people and just get sort of like the best of the best? The, the goal was the best of the best. I think sometimes you do that for shows, uh, for different specific shows, but this is just supposed to be a wild, funny, like, uh, I don't want to say balls out because that's a man thing, but uh, ovaries out. Ovaries <laughs> out. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds gross. Uh, I thought it sounded gentle. Yeah, I was like, it's a no apology. Ovaries out. Improv. Um, no, it was for this. I really just asked. I think not even just the best women. Some of the best improvisers in Canada or North America in general. I picked her because she coughs. Yeah. Um, Let the record show, Liz coughs for three <laughs> solid minutes. <laughs> and there was some, it, originally it was supposed to be kind of a, a show with more moving parts and women would kind of come in and out, in and out. but I we got a slot at the BCIF uh, over a year ago now. Two years ago, right? Well, it will be two years, so it's like a year right. and a half ago. And BCIF uh, being the big city, city improv, improv festival. festival. So Toronto's biggest, kind of the biggest improv festival that happens here in Toronto. And these were the ladies that said yes to that show. And then after we did that, we were like, that's it. This is what happens. Because it was just too good. We're like, we don't want to change this. So, Did you have any names that you rejected before you landed on Squad Board? Oh, no. about people. Like, <laughs> anyway, so blank, blank, blank. They sucked. Um, no, I just picked Squad Goals. I guess it was kind of in the zeitgeist at the time. And then I was just like, it. You know, I want everyone to this to be their goals and like people to be inspired by it, basically. Also, there's also no good uh, improv troupe name. I'm glad we're not the Rinky Dinks or the yeah <laughs> alphabetical disorder was uh, <laughs> oh. what I almost had in college. Um, actually, I gotta say, what inspired it was Taylor. Swift. I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, but that video, Bad Blood, when she has like her crew of sick women being so strong, and the poster is inspired by it. But I, and I'm not even a huge fan of it. Actually, yeah. It's a name that will age well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 50 years from now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly is no splickety splack. <laughs> the yackety yo. <laughs> uh, so talk to me a little bit about the group dynamics. Are there certain people who tend to take the lead, some people who go for the assist more? Is there anyone who refuses to do a scene unless they have an accent? Like, what are some of the, <laughs> the, the style choices? Jess won't come out unless, unless she I has an <laughs> I think we fluctuate with what we all do, and it, it's okay. Like, if people are tired, then somebody will take charge. It's pretty good. I think it was really nice Sarah said <clears throat> when we all came together, and I've noticed about this troupe uh, more than most, is that everyone's so positive in their play. So everyone really comes out and just wants to make each other look great and funny so it's a lot of heightening that um so yes i think there are times in shows where certain people will be 
taking the lead more than others. But for the most part, the show really is about everyone trying to make each other look as good as they do. So that's what makes it so fun for and me. That, yeah, and everyone's an really alpha, and which could be a problem if our egos were run amok. Hmm. But amazingly, they're not. And so we all take care of each other and have fun and pull back. And I don't know. I feel like everyone could go nuts and everyone could play the straight man. And everyone does, which is fun. Yeah, it feels pretty. It feels, <laughs> it feels balanced and fair. I think uh, one of the main things that Sarah always highlighted before we'd go out is to just like have no judgment. You can do whatever you want. So we all just kind of like, hey, if you're doing that, that's because you want to do it, and we're we're kind of just like endlessly supportive. So sometimes that means you're wearing the, the straight person hat, or sometimes you're like, oh, I'm wildly matching what you're doing because it's really fun. So it's yeah. very, it's very freeing. Yeah, so many improv shows, they're, they're, they're structured or there's a format that you have to please and serve, but this, the goal of this show is to serve your own joy and what you want to do and, and the joy of others is such a, such a nice place to be creative from. And very, like, his, like, I feel hysterical and excited every time. Part of it's definitely also to make each other laugh oh, yeah. a bit. Oh, absolutely. Like, we go a bit wild, but it's this contained, I don't know. I think there's a, a, a very high level of respect that we have for each other. And because of that, we recognize within each other our own tendencies. And so when someone initiates a scene, we, we kind of have an idea of what's about to go down. And um, we let it happen because we know it's just going to be insanity. Like, that's my favorite part. It's just like, oh, are we going to go off the rails? Yes, we can. But because everyone is so skilled... It never becomes a mess. It never becomes um, a big pylon. And even in those moments that it does that, we're all professional enough and we've all been doing this so long that we know when to rein it in. We know when we are being too much. And then, you know, we know, when, we know that everyone around is still going to support that. And that's a really lovely place to come from, like this idea of no judgment. And it is all about like, oh, here comes the three people who love to be goblins in a scene. Hello. <laughs> it's me. Not naming names because I would dare say that it's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I kind of say. We're all like, we have that goblin part inside us. And, and it's just that like, we all come from the gut a lot yeah. and, and a lot of heart and a lot of others. But I just always... I don't know, we trust each other to be those goblins. And as women, <laughs> we can't always be that. Or we really we looked yeah. weirdly to do that. Reclaiming the term goblin. <laughs> yeah. I want to have a goblin march. <laughs> we're all goblins. And... Oh. What a yes. Please, let's reclaim. Where women can look ugly, though. Like, yeah. And we all love... We revel in it. We, yeah. It's my fave. Well, it's like... the Because we play a lot with the most humanness, but hu humans are disgusting. Like, <laughs> and where it's a lot of like, I'm a pathetic, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, what was, what's it like? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of that. <laughs> but I think, and right too, there's also like the patience of like, if I'm doing that, then the other person is gonna be like, well, you can't buy this hat today, sir. Like it only works if Goblin wants a hat. <laughs> So it only works if the other person is balancing it, but also that we all like know each other. Like the last show, I think the show that, that you saw, Liz just disappeared and was like, all right, we're all going to wait for Liz to appear from the curtain. When is that going to happen? Let's not acknowledge she's gone behind that curtain because she's got an idea. A curtain idea. Yeah, the idea is always what's backstage. I can, 
I can put on my body and or throw at you. <laughs> and I know that about yes, you. Yes, exactly. So I let you do. Well, at that show, somebody decided they were going to enter from the audience, and so they just left the stage. Was that you? Oh, yeah, and then <laughs> everyone else you on stage audience, had no idea that I was gone, so big burn on me. <laughs> no one knew that I was gone, and I just started yelling super negative things from the audience, and I just remember looking at Jess and Liz, and I was like... <gasps> I don't know that it's me. <laughs> what? They I, were what just scene real was that? I did that It was too. a job we interview. Job and oh. I was heckling them. And she heckled. And I, I think you saw a real flash of my true self, which is who the fuck is that? That was incredible. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's it. Yeah, there were oh, like. Oh, it's the scene. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, like, in a moment that really could have gone wrong because of a number of reasons, predominantly me, it still was a scene that worked because there is trust. I trusted that eventually Liz and Jess would Notice. hear my voice. <laughs> but you know, like that's a lot. That's asking a lot. We ask a lot of one another when we improvise. But again, because we trust each other so much, we can do that. I I have all the trust in the world in every person here, regardless of if it's in squad goals or any other time that we perform together. So we were just talking about you're nominated for your birthday party show in the Big City Improv Festival <laughs> this year. What else stands out in your memory about that particular show? I'm trying to remember. That show for me was, because before that we were doing the monthly and we had done the show and, and in the monthly we'll do a set that's about and that, at that time, we were doing it where we did about a 10-minute set or 15-minute set to open, and then we would do a big set with some other women. And then that was the first time it would just been us after that for that amount of time. And just living in that and made me realize, oh, we need to do this more often. So now it's actually made me change the monthly to be we have a full half hour, we have an opener, and then we do a smaller set all together at the end. And it just... It just I don't. I remember there being a massage scene, I think. and I mean that probably comes up a lot. Like that could have been any show. Um, they need like a refresher. I know it's hard because we 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 do so much together in this way and just in every like way. Like a fever dream, trying to remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you've said it's hard to remember, I'm going to make you remember more things. Okay, great. Make you go around circle and say, oh, no. what what is your favorite bit you've ever seen the person on your left? Oh my Ooh. god! Oh my! God. Within squad goals or just least scared gets to go first. <laughs> yeah, within within, within squad, squad goals or in our just lot? in their entire when you've ever seen them. Oh, oh there are so many. I, <laughs> that's impossible. Give it to me last. Okay. okay, this is because this is just the most recent one in my memory, but I I truly died. This was an improv show. To my left is Liz, <laughs> and uh, I was co-hosting theater sports. Uh, Globehead, excuse me, at Bad Dog, and Liz was part of a team called Odin Song, in which uh, they play what gods, Norse gods, Norse gods trapped on Earth, and have to complete, uh, you know, and win a local improv tournament in order to return to Asgard. <laughs> a normal improv, very bit. normal. Yeah. And so one of the scenes they did, which is one of my favorites because it has the capacity to go so wrong if the audience doesn't like you, is uh, where they heckle you from uh, the audience. Sound familiar? I love heckling scenes. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so half of her team was doing a scene, and w one of the one of her scene partners, well, Liz was in the audience, but um, Alice Moran, uh, wonderful Alice Moran, was doing a scene with uh, Dan Janot, 
and she was touching a chair and just Liz screamed out in the most perfect way, touch a chair about it. <laughs> just calling, like out of context, it's so, so not funny and it makes no sense, but just like the whole point of that scene is to heckle the actors and it was just such a real one. <laughs> it wasn't like what her character was doing, it was straight up what Alice was doing. <laughs> and it was just that sort of condemnation of the silliest thing it's so, it just killed me. It just killed me. It was so simple and not really mean, but it was the meanest thing said that night, easily. Cut. Just Liz good. saying, why don't you touch a chair about it? Hecklers is my favorite game. Yeah, it's it's so my favorite game to play, and my only, the only thing I'll heckle is what you are either in real life touching or <laughs> pretending to touch. It's so great. Because half the time in improv, we forget we're doing so well at so many things. And like that cup that we've been holding for a minute and a half has shrunk and grown so much. Yeah. <laughs> we're like been put down in the wrong place. And the whole audience knows it. So the minute that you're like, where'd your cup go? The audience is like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have mine for, okay, Kayla and I have been performing together for a long time. When she first got here, we're in a group called Project Project, so there's tons of stuff from that. But then this is it. It was Rap Battles. There's a show called Rap Battles at Comedy Bar. And now it's more characters versus characters doing rap battles. But when it first started, it was definitely people versus people in our community. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty harsh. It was pretty <laughs> harsh. And I won't name who it is. Yeah. Um, it was this guy. Um, and... Kayla, you were like an inmate? You were dressed as an inmate? Yeah, Killerette. Killerette? <laughs> Killerette. And I'd seen you do so many different, like, silly, fun, beautiful characters, but this was just you being so powerful on stage. And just, you were rhyming, and we were all losing it. Like, you, that was the first person on Rap Battles to blow everyone's minds. Was you, for sure. And you made this joke about him being so pale, because all he does is sit in his room and stare at his computer so the light on his computer had like reflected on his face. And it was just like this huge burn because and I lived, I was dating. Just what he looks like. Just what he looks like. Honestly seems so mean and real. (laughs) But it was was like, and everyone was like losing it. And it was before all this, like it was, I don't know, seven years ago probably. Yeah. Or eight years ago. And it was before, we really had all these voices that we have now as women. It was just like to see you dominate the show. Like, cause at the time the show was full of men too. And you just killed it every single time and she won every single time. And it inspired me to want to do the show. I didn't do it for a very long time. It was like, well, I like, until I worked out the kink of it being so mean and involving, <laughs> involving what is body shaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was, but it was all part of it. He was doing the same thing to you. Like it was, you guys were giving in to playing that because it was still a character in the sense that you don't actually feel that, that way about so him. Nice. Yeah, it really well, loved it. And also, just a side note, when she first got here, we were in Project Projects, and she did this improv show about her and our friend Alana Johnson owning a fashion, like, a fashion house, and you were both just, like, out-of-control women that were directing all of us who were models what to do. It was very fun. (laughs) Well, I'll take a cue off that and throw it at Jess, because that's mostly what I do at both those shows is loose costume-based work. Um, <laughs> you get a costume, think of a concept later. But recently I did a show with Jess called um, uh, Moonbase Wayward, where she was playing <laughs> like just like a space 
soldier, kind of like a heavy, and yeah. had constructed this costume that was a helmet that she attached uh, tinfoil spikes to, boots with tinfoil spikes. Her weapons were a hair straightener wrapped in tinfoil, and then just played this heavy Cockney accent. Yeah. She do an accent well. Every show, every show. We'll go and see. That or a hobo. Just to have, I think she's only in two episodes, but just was just so just so watchable and so funny and so ridiculous and just covered in a nonsense costume that still <laughs> drew everyone's eye to her. It was such a delight. I loved it oh, so thank much. You. Uh, <sighs> my favorite thing about that was that I had a deck of cards in my pocket the whole first show and I was like, this is going to be my thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Didn't pull them out, but the second show, I was like, they're coming out, <laughs> baby. And I forced my character, the other character, to play cards. <laughs> I had them in my pocket. Uh, well, then I'll just keep on going left the old uh, Pornell here. Old Pornell. Old Pornell. <laughs> and went to a show and was colorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. Yeah, what a yeah. weird thing she is. Uh, you know, audience, I don't know if you know this, but Anne's a, a super queen with a K. Uh, always dressed in nines. Always looks amazing. But then every now and then we'll like uh, trick your hearts by playing the most ridiculous loser. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a high status personality. Like you're so high status. But we did a hookup, and you, uh, which is a show of bad dog, and she played the sat like the saddest woman who was yeah. in love with the worst loser. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason he still wasn't picking her. And there's a scene where she mimed crawling out of a house through a mailbox. And it was so oh, yeah. sad. Oh, and yeah. it was so good. And just, you know, it's improv, so it's not there. But also just still did it. And it was very funny and was very great. Uh, Perfection. Great show, Hook Up. Old Pornell will be sad, too. <laughs> Old Pornell just playing the loserous characters while wearing a gold lame dress. Yeah, you look so good. You're such a queen. Uh, I have too many. I, I'm so bad at this kind of, like, one that comes to mind is actually, I think, and my memory is bad, so forgive me, but I'm pretty sure it's from Paloma and Anne in Second City in the show where you were two friends. No, that wasn't me. Who was it? Was it someone else? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd be like, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, um, I Becky Johnson. Um, no, no hold on. No, I remember. I, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. But it is. It's you as yeah. well, right? So it's Anne. Yeah. So it is Bloma. It's this rope. But I remember. I I said a thing about it just because it was this beautiful scene in the middle of the Second City show, which was a great show, wild and fun. But this beautiful scene of just female friendship, which was so nice in the middle of it, and they kind of aged over time. And I just remember watching that show and. You know, it was kind of, it was still very funny. They're very funny to watch. But in the middle of it, just like, and Paloma was just so honest. And I just, anyway, I was really emotional about it. I was like, this is so nice. And they're friends is what I think I said. (laughs) Out loud. (laughs) Out loud. And uh, then on Twitter. And I just, um, yeah, I loved that scene so much. But then the reverse of that, the reason I wanted to have two is because that was such a nice, beautiful, nice scene. But then also Paloma, who is currently pregnant, uh, and I'd only mention that because she 
And right now wearing oh. a beautiful little shirt covered in hearts. <laughs> the picture of just an angelic little she's cherub. And the last, I think it was Squad Goals yeah, we did. I know what you're There is no one who was more willing to go just full dark, full dirty than Pullman Union. Yeah. And just at the end of the show, just ends up grinding and waiting for someone to come up and just. It was me. Yeah. It was yeah. me. Again, and six robots. Yeah. This beautiful friendship scene from Second City is now replayed in a new world where Paloma is waiting to be taken from behind by a sex robot. And that's how we close the show, right? And that was, yeah, and that was the and end the of the scene. Lights and it was <laughs> And it was so funny, though, because you watch Paloma on stage just getting into it, really moving, and then just knowing that someone's going to come up behind her. It was so, <laughs> it was so funny. I presented. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and took it. Thank Absolutely. You. <laughs> um, my my big shout out for Sarah is um, it also from your Second City days. Uh, you wrote this amazing sh- uh, scene um, called Goblin, where she got. To, like, this is where goblins come from. I think when she's referring to it, and uh, like we all have a goblin in us, um, and she just plays this <laughs> ferocious little like disgusting, wonderful character who's so lovable and so physical. And I mean, I, I, I hear what you're saying when you're talking about like women having to be beautiful and pretty and I love the raw physical stuff that you bring and that you're like, I don't care what I look like. I'm going for like the heart of it for what's needed. And you got killer reviews because of that. And I still, whenever, like if I have a chance to direct, I bring that scene out for like newer comedian women because I'm like, oh man, oh man, just get ugly with it and like find who that is because it's the most delightful and it's like I think one of what makes you so um, watchable and amazing and gives you such a huge range and it's inspiring it's like hey this is we, like we can all be that disgusting ugly thing and it's so freaking lovable yeah. Yeah. whoever says disgusting ugly it means it in such a loving way <laughs> and it's so funny because I'll I'll really worry about how I look in pictures but you know, put a plastic or paper bag around my body and a, <laughs> and a nylon on my head and I'll perform all day. <laughs> but She's a little like monster. I just love her. Like, you're like, oh man. Yeah, so I, I love it and I try to tell everybody. Can I say yeah. one, I think you were all there. I don't know if you were there yet, Anne, but one of a Squad Goals moment that I love, I brought out this thing when I, I was like, somebody had talked about Harvard or something. I was like, Harvard found a new organ of the body. <laughs> And it's called the pim pim. Now, and then I think I demanded you all as scientists, scientists as explain it to me, and then but not the Harvard scientists that had discovered it. No, I wanted these scientists that I had brought in a meeting, and then no one explained it, and they all just started calling me out on like, so you brought you know what the pim pim is, and you brought us all together to explain the pim pim, and it was just. We the funnest, at you. Like, yeah, and everyone would call it, and I just kept being like, "Well, it's a pim pim, like blah blah blah." Explain it. And they're like, "No, it's nothing." And it was, it was, because in improv it's just like yes and blah blah blah. But, but sometimes, sometimes you gotta call, and I love it when people call me out on like weird crap that I decide to do, and because it was in such a loving, and I love you all for that. And please continue. Just, well, so you're missing a member today. Ashley couldn't yeah. make it. Who yeah. wants to say something about Ashley and the show and a bit that she did that you loved? No, we'd actually cut her. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I can talk about her a lot because I did um, Second City with her. 
And I think for me, what inspires me most about Ashley is her level of intelligence when she performs. I think when we, well, a lot of people, I don't know, I do, when you need a point of view, you really search for a point of view sometimes. She just always has it, and it's always so smart. And she did this TED Talk scene in Scan. What was it called? Yeah, Scandal? What was that's the whole name of her show? 16 scandals. scandals. That was your show. You know you were the middle of the I was going to say something it. about scandals. Is what was in my head. I'm like, that's not the name of the show. Uh, she actually would have remembered it. Uh, she does a TED Talk scene in that. And I forget exactly what, what it was about. But she had it. It was a long time ago. But it was just so thought out and so smart and so good. And she pitched it. And she wrote it, which you rarely do at Second City. You usually improvise it, and, but it was kind of a monologue that she was doing by herself. And she wrote it, and it was done, and it was in the show, and it was perfect. And people saw that and got inspired by it. I think she got like writing jobs from that, just from that like single scene. And I found that so inspiring just to – and kind of go at it differently than the rest of us were doing it. She's like, no, I'm going to write something about that. And it was – and an, another amazing thing about Ashley is she's incredibly musical too, which we don't necessarily oh, see a lot of yeah. in squad goals. But um, <laughs> yeah, we're not the most musically inclined. Uh, that was robots. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to bring that up to uh, point it out to everyone. No, um, I don't want to be too specific because this show. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to throw any shows under the bus. But I recently watched a show. How shitty was it? It was awful. <laughs> it was an awful show. And I will say that it had musical improv elements, and that's all I will say. But Ashley Botting, it looked like she was teaching a master class to a bunch of, like, slimy worms. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say too much. Um, no, 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 I mean, no. people could easily drag no, no. what shows Ashley's done, but she taught a bunch of slimy no, no. worms. <laughs> okay, fine. I don't need hyperbole to hype up how incredibly talented <laughs> and what an done amazing <laughs> like musical improviser Ashley she's Bonning insane. is. It's yeah. it's I think it's she's a gift. the best I I've, I've watched. She's I, so gifted. She just yeah. and she does it. What I love about it with her and me is I'm the worst musical improviser. Uh, slimy worm, if you will. <laughs> slimy worm. I am that slimy worm. Was I in that show? No, because I know I'm not supposed to be in those shows. That's the key. You got to figure. I get off stage when I hear a song. Or I stay there and she lets me do it and just fixes everything I do. I am a slimy worm with her. And she's like, bring it on, slimy worm. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay. But just, this is the thing. Like, she manages, like, she, she just looks like she could fucking school you. Like, oh, in yeah. so many shows, Ashley Botting is just running laps around people. And, and it's because she is so quick-witted and so intelligent, so smart, but also super ballsy. Like, she just also does not care about looking looking ugly, looking bad, and I mean that in terms of status too. Like one of the things that's pretty common in all the stories that we have of each other is we're either being dicks to one another or being um or like being shitty people. And yet those are the moments that we're like I love that because you, that only happens when you have a deep respect and love for the person you're talking yeah. about. Like you can't say these sort of things and pull what we do, like pull off what we do if you've been just improvising for like a couple months with your friends mm -hmm. like this it's it's a privilege what we get to do because we have such good intimate relationships with each other off stage 
that we can get away with some of the stuff that we do on stage. And I think that's really, really, really unique with this particular group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to go off that a little bit, the comedy community is like notoriously difficult place for women. How empowering is it to work with a group of all-star women? Well, they're all taking my job, and I wish they would. <laughs> highly competitive. Yeah, <laughs> we've become highly. highly. <laughs> um, I, uh, that was one thing I wanted to make sure when I was asking everyone that I was like, I just want the best because I think sometimes when people pick groups, men, women, they'll want to be the most prominent or they'll want like different levels so that people will feel good. And it was like, I think if we're all at the same level, we're gonna feel amazing and it's gonna make something. Awesome. So I find it very empowering. But actually, with all of these women together and separately, like Ashley on the main stage, uh, the Skechersons with Anne, any of the Bad Dog stuff with everyone else, Project Project, all that stuff, I think through the years, these specific women have been incredibly supportive. And I've always felt powerful around them. Mm -hmm. And they've always made me feel powerful. So it just made sense. But they helped me feel blinded a bit to sometimes what 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 you can feel as a woman just because I had all these crazy supports totally. around me always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it, I, I think that we often because we're trying to keep everything together as women and you can be a minority in a show as a woman we've, we've, and it's changing. I think there's so many more powerful women in the community than ten years ago when mm-hmm. we were yeah. starting out here. But you forget that there is that kind of that lingering stress and emotional work you're doing when you're the only woman in a room where you're very you're constantly aware that your rhythms are maybe different and, and what the expectations are for you there. But that ease that you in a group of women where you're like we can all explore these dark parts of us we don't have to show up and represent women or mm-hmm. you know it, it's so relaxing and you get to go to these strange absurd corners of your minds uh, it's really beautiful I really love it yeah like so I started out in Vancouver so much worse place <laughs> Why are you slimy worms slimy worms uh, are you next to me I'm gonna look at you uh, um but the, and I think it's probably pretty similar in Toronto. But like, ten person team, two two women max, and that was kind of the normal thing. I said this to someone recently, and they were uh, horrified. But I actually thought it was quite common at the time. I remember being told my first big compliment was, "I was good because I improvised like a man." Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Very common early days thing. Um, and even though in retrospect, all the men I was around were soft soft boys i was like i'm would i'm also from vancouver yeah there's a lot of trash (laughs) 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 but then i feel like over time it's gotten a lot better in general um not that we haven't all had shit here as well but i think kayla's right i think there's something about being around women and women who like being around women not not everyone does but like like being around women and then you get to go through the whole you don't have to feel like you're playing a part Mm. or or you know representing your gender somehow which is oh who the hell wants to do that um and then you get to explore all the other pieces because in despite of being complete maniacs i think we also then get to go and then have a quiet scene or mm-hmm. an in, or an intense scene or a political and it's scene not, uh, it's not always about like romance because i feel naturally men and women we can go there a lot yeah about like a relationship scene is about that kind of specific relationship so i think in a lot of shows you see that a lot but our relationships are all over the place. Sometimes yeah. we're in love. We don't have a lot of love scenes, actually, do we? I don't know. That's sex robot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 
I was in love while that was happening. <laughs> we have a lot of passionate scenes, <laughs> but maybe not relationship. I think it just shows the like the plethora of relationships that people can have with each other, and it's not just based on gender, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you watch TV, you're like, why couldn't a woman play that role? It, the, all of that shit is off the table when it's all women, because we're like, now we can just play whatever we want, and mm -hmm. no one. I played I don't a know doctor if I'm even consciously thinking there's no women doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Those don't even exist. I, well, I, well, I knew my internal dialogue was I knew I was a nurse, but I was playing a doctor. Well, I, mean, I worked. Me and Ann worked at a gas station, and we danced sexually to songs. That's feminine. I do remember though, like always. Jess and I were in an improv troupe of uh, all women some time ago. Uh, great troupe. <laughs> uh, dig back in the archives for hot no, no I'm just kidding uh, it was great but we always would do these shows and come off like there was one time in particular I still remember coming off a set and more than one person was like you know that was really great I saw that you were all women and I was like oh no but then you guys were pretty funny that was yeah. like and that was the and that was yeah what we'd hear so so much and the thing I actually really like about this show and you still see it all over the city where it's like all women it's an all women cast and it's like okay at this point now with this show i i don't even it's just like come see the show this is a great show and we rarely talk about it in any other way than just like come and see the show the fact that it is all women is just what it yeah. is it's yeah. not really the selling point for me i think i made a point and i don't know if it's still like that because it goes back and forth between fabric that i can write in the event on facebook but i try to make it improvisers always and don't and i just say some of the best improvisers in canada mm -hmm. instead of i love being a woman and i love that it is but it is also we're just great improvisers um, and as previously mentioned Anne and Paula you are competing against yourselves mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. everything is great again at Second City is so nominated. we can't lose basically right? if we lose we're gonna fucking be devastated <laughs> my entertainment world will have a virus the day after the award show mark my slimy word oh, no. <laughs> you're the slimy word the whole time I just want to say I'm so sorry about this and, uh, we absolutely are not responsible for any hacks on the, my entertainment site uh, <laughs> what can you tell us about that show and whether it should or should not be Squaggles? Oh, oh I can't decide no. that. No. I can't Squaggles. <laughs> yeah, Squaggles win. This, um, it's me and Pornell. Squaggles. are really different. Yeah. Like, if one is a yeah. sketch show that was written over 11 grueling weeks. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a, an explosion of fun and brilliant minds that come together and create things in the moment. So, I mean, not to be diplomatic, but I'm just like, I can't, I feel like it's, it's really, they're just so different. They are, because, like, one is a brand new show every single time we go out. There is very little prep for it. We go, we find the joy, and we run with it. And that in itself is super powerful and very magical, and I don't ever take that for granted. But then, on the other side, you have um, the Second City show, which, as, <laughs> as Paloma pointed out, was a labor of love, and I say labor in the most, like, oh, you have no idea how hard that was, because that process was actually right when Trump got elected. And so we were living in a time period where the news was going so fast, and how do you create a show that has to remain timeless for six months? Like, that's the thing with Second City. We work on it for 11 weeks. When we open, it's done. We don't change it, except for like a couple of lines here and there. So it really taught me as a writer and as, as an improviser to find the things that are that are most powerful to the world. And like in a in a age where 
um, late shows are just so superior when it comes to their satire. A place like Second City, which used to be the only place people got their satire, we've, we've as, as a cast, we had to adapt. And I think that was so powerful and such a learning period of like, hey, what do you do when, when the thing you're trying to satirize is just so bananas that you can't even satirize it We couldn't it even heighten it. Like, you couldn't like, heighten oh, insanity. Just basically just reiterate what's been said by <laughs> Exactly. Trump, so you like, save your political stuff for the... the for squad goals. For, yeah. And the, like, the getting... Having sex from behind. Yes, of course. Of course. It was. Metaphor, really. it was. <laughs> really. Reach long for that. But it's... <laughs> but there's a long two. to water there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're See, two it's, very it's great. different. Yeah, they're two very different beasts that you can't it's, compare. Yeah, it's you, improv and no sketch. It's, it's, it's a comparing improv and sketch, which is, as a person in it, I've been asked multiple times, which one do I like better? Just the two different forms of comedy. And I find it very hard to decide because sketch, uh, the audience expects something different and they get a thrill and, uh, like, they feel complete effort for different reasons because they're like, you wrote this, you took time on this, yeah. you, this is thoughtful. And then an improv, they're on that ride with you. Like, holy crap, you thought of that just then? Like, it's a different magic, and they're both. I find I'm yeah. And that's why it makes sense. Sometimes, like in the comedy words, they used to be like separate. And I'm not saying it's bad that they're not separate here. It's great. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. It's fine. I'm glad that we're included. Do the comedy awards happen anymore? Certainly not. Uh, Down in a fire, so don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll take a week again. We'll take a week again. I hear there's sushi there. <laughs> so I think, I think what Anne and I are both saying is that it's really possible for both to actually win. Both and should we win, yeah. cover a lot of like really great comedy if we uh, oh. win for both. Absolutely. Oh. Oh, a nice win tie. For win for oh. both. Win for both. Yeah. Oh. 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 We're on both. <laughs> 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 February 17th at Bat Dog Theater at 11. But also every every third Saturday, right? Every third Saturday. Yeah, that's just the next one. But every third Saturday at 11. Sometimes in the summer it's at 10.30. (laughs) If you want to get wild (laughs) on the half hour earlier. I would check the Bat Dog website, which is Dad, 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 dad. Okay. Dad, 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 dad. Wow, Sally, dad, yo, yo, yo. These um, hacks are going to work real well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't emphasize enough how important the WWW is. <laughs> uh, well, you if you do that, it, you'll find it. Baddogtheater.com. Yeah. Baddogtheater.com. Squad goals. Slash. Slash. Is there slash? Jess, don't listen to the slash Jess part. Jess works there. Is the academy director the, the and doesn't know. Oh, I forgot. And sometimes we do other shows if people ask us to. <laughs> oh yeah. So so obviously stating where to find things on the internet is your forte. Yeah. Huge. We're obviously very bad. Yeah. How else can we find you on the internet? your social media and all of that kind of stuff and any other upcoming projects you want to put on don't start with me because i'm always the one who's starting so liz i forgot the question because i was looking at the what's your website what are your handles what shows you got what you oh my god right okay it's at liz johnston 12 on twitter very normal twitter 12 liz johnston listen April 12th is my birthday. <laughs> you chose that? 
Elizabeth.j12 is my email. Get in touch. <laughs> Personal email. Out to they the don't world. know where it's at. Gmail. 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 You said it. You said it. No, I said Elizabeth.12. No, we all know it's Gmail. Gmail. Yeah. You don't know. It's she at, could have an old Yahoo. It's at Yahoo. It's at Yahoo.ca. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> what do you got coming up, Liz? Twelve. Okay. <laughs> I'm in hookup every Saturday at ten thirty. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. <laughs> Liz twelve doesn't know what's happening. Your name is All Liz I wanted, 12. the only reason I spoke is because I looked at the sounds on the Kelly's computer and it spikes so much. You looked at the sounds. <laughs> yeah. You looked at the sounds. Um, I don't want to be mad. a. What a jerk, jerk, but I gotta go quickly get a vacation. So this Twitter handle bit. <laughs> yeah, okay, then say yours. Go first. Oh God. Okay. Um, What's your personal email? You can follow me. I'm on Gmail, so good luck. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Palom. I think I'm. Oh, maybe I'm just Palominias on Twitter. <laughs> you talk a lot of talk. <laughs> <They're both. laughs> yeah, I did. And then uh, I'm uh, in a show monthly. We're doing a show called Moonstruck, which is uh, a dream-inspired um, long form with Sarah. So yeah, and Jess. It's fine. And Jess has been cut. I got, I Jess got was in there last door. night or the other night, yeah, but yeah. we missed her. Jess is also in it. It's very fun. Sorry, Jess. Okay, so what do I? What do I? The Sarah Hilliard on Twitter, Instagram. My website is thesarahhilliard.com. It has not been updated in at least a year. <laughs> um, you can look at some old videos and some old events coming up. Um, I am also in Moonstruck and Squad Goals. And um, if you're in Los Angeles, I'm doing a couple shows at UCB, the 14th and the 17th. Is that good? Oh, February? Uh, February. So when they're doing a show, I'm also doing a show, but I will be with them here. I'll be in a different country. The 14th is um, Valentine's Day. And that is Valentine's Day, and I won't be around my husband, so I'm getting wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, don't get scared. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> I thought I was going to not say too much, and then I did. Okay, Cal, keep it tight. <laughs> I'm scared I'm going to fall into something. <laughs> at Kayla Red on Twitter and Instagram, uh, I have a monthly show called uh, Network Notes at Bad Dog, which is... Fridays at 11 p.m. and uh, um, it's very fun and very good. And then squad goals. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, guys, I'm not on Twitter anymore. What? I made a huge decision. Whoa. Cut it down. Yep. I'm on Instagram, Jess underscore Bryson. Sometimes I have pictures of coffee. Uh, I also, you can follow me. You can add me on Facebook. It's fun. <laughs> Give um, your personal email address. It's normal. <laughs> We're not hey, going to do it. You if you want to take a class at Bad Dog, you can email just at baddogtheater.com. That is not my personal email. Uh, <laughs> it goes to the same place. Oh, coming up, I'm in Hookup, 9.30 Saturdays. I'm in uh, Moonstruck, which is going to be Thursdays, uh, and I'm in Squad Gold. Great. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Ann Pornell. My Instagram handle is at Glam Pornell. Uh, you can catch me on Hookup Saturdays at 9.30. Uh, also upcoming, the theater sports tournament, uh, the movie the movie edition. Yeah. Uh, I think we're on the 17th of February. Also, I'm leaving the country for about two months in April, so you can catch me uh, probably vlogging and blogging <laughs> on any one of those uh, channels. And I say this now, so now I have to do it in the future because I've said it, so. Perfect. I'm going to be in Asia getting worms. Ooh, um, slimy worms. <laughs> okay, I'm also in hookup. It's no, at 9.30. No, no, everybody. No. It's at 9.30 on Saturday. At Liz 12. I'm also in, in Liz, theater sports. Liz 12. Okay. Sometimes I do Facebook live videos. 
It's good for you. Yeah, go support live comedy, live theater. Mm -hmm. Support it. If you want to see, if you want to ch make change in the world, support what you want to see change. If you want to see more women in power, see their shows. If you want to see POC in power, see their shows. Go see shows. That's yeah. the only way to change this goddamn world. Change your perspective. See a fucking show. Beautiful. Come, come to our show, though, more <laughs> than the other ones. Um, and these are the best. I love performing with them so much, and it's really great. So that's our interview for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social at My Aunt World and follow the all the people in Squad Goals who told you their handles just a minute ago. Uh, be sure to tune in for the rest of the nominee interview series as well, some of which will be appearing in our podcast feed, so make sure to subscribe there, but most of which is going to be online at myentertainmentworld.ca. We've talked some, to some really interesting people this year, so be sure to tune in there. But do also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, we've got lots of interesting things coming out there. More from our Shakespeare series, more from the regular series, and Oscar previews should be coming up soon. Um, so look out for all of that kind of stuff. Uh, follow the interview series. Award winners are going to be announced in April. And uh, if you have a minute, if you could stop by our Patreon, we would really appreciate that. Even just a donation of $1 a month makes a huge difference to us being able to pay our writers um, it matters more to us to have lots of patrons than to have big money patrons. So really, we are not kidding when we say $1 a month makes all the difference. So that's patreon.com slash myentworld or check out the banners on the website um, one click away. We really appreciate your support. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.